everyone. Episode one. Uh, my name is Reagan Harrell and we are live. I'm in beautiful Lake Wells, Florida. I'll let the rest of the gang introduce themselves. Gang. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I'm Taylor Thomas. I am in the beautiful um, city of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, pretty easy there. Uh, don't have a hamstring problem like Reagan, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, ready to go and ready to talk about some softball. Big cripple guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened today, but it's all good. Part of part of injuries, as our other two lovely co-hosts. Um, they're athletes as well, college athletes, NAIA softball athletes, former for one of them. Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Mimi Maggard, and I'm, I went to Weber International, and I'm currently in beautiful Lake Wells, Florida. Um, chilling like Reagan, you know. All right, no, Lake Wells. I didn't know you were about, I thought you were still up in uh, Missouri. No, no, I just got back like last week, I think, but I officially moved August 18th back up there. Okay, we got we to go get a drink. We got to go to P&J's or something. We got to go get late before you go. <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely. Madison. My name is Madison White. I go to Central Methodist in Fayette, Missouri. Um, I play ball there. Um, I'm a shortstop. I'm originally from Columbia, Missouri, and I don't know, Central was kind of born and raised. My mom played in AI ball there and just continued the legacy. Shout out Central Missouri. Love that. Uh, what Madison didn't tell you is she's a first team All-American shortstop. <laughs> AI softball. Let that little detail out there. And she also does our graphics, all the awesome graphics that y'all see out there on social media. That is Miss Madison doing all that out there. Uh, and Heart Conference Player of the Year. Oh, 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 my, my bad. Sorry, I forgot to mention that one. I'm just messing with you. Um, so I guess it's kind of what we are here to do. It's pretty simple. It's our message. It's three pretty simple words. It's grow the game. Um, you know, I, we all have the same feelings about NAI softball. We all love it, cover it, or play it. Uh, and we all know that we needed a way to get more content out there. We need to give a platform for the athletes. It's an idea all of us have kind of thought, and we kind of met, got up together and a few months ago, and now here we are. Uh, I'm extremely excited about it. I can't wait to see what this does. Obviously, we are a good little ways away from the season, but off-season content is still good content. And, yeah, it's just a little intro. Can I tell you about ourselves? So – Wrap it back around. Madison, uh, just tell us a little bit. I guess just tell the audience about yourself a little bit. Get, put you the All-American on the spot. Oh, God. I wasn't ready for this. Um, I don't know. I The crazy thing about it was that I didn't even want to play softball in college. I didn't want to do it. I was ready to quit. I didn't have, like, a good associ association with, like, the sport in my mind. And then I got here and I started playing with the – girls I was playing with and I had my coach and it just became like a sense of community and I really that's why we started NAI SB just to get this awareness out to other girls and cover the love of the game for other people yeah, I didn't so you went to uh college and you weren't playing or no work? I did I just like I was like questioning if I wanted to do it or not right and then a couple of years later your conference player of the year that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, though. 
Yeah. Uh, Taylor, the gay. Yeah. So uh, I'm Taylor Thomas. Once again, um, I went to uh, Southwestern Christian University. It's in Bethany, Oklahoma. It's part of the Sooner Athletic Conference. Played baseball there for four years and um, kind of like Madison said, uh, like leading up to college, I was questioning if I wanted to continue to play baseball or not. And then I got the opportunity and found that sense of the community, um, especially in the AI. The NAI, I feel like, as we all know, is it's very close knit because overall we don't get exposure or anything along, along the lines of NCA institutions that they get as well on social media. Uh, so yeah, me and Reagan uh, talked about this back, I think, during the baseball World Series. Um, let's go ahead and get a team together and start NAI softball because, I mean, softball as a sport's been growing the last few years, especially with uh, Division One, uh, getting so much media attention, and we just want to bring that same attention to the NAI. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing the Division One World Series, uh, it was out there in Oklahoma City. I mean, it was packed every day, and it wasn't like it was just the Oklahoma games that were packed. I mean, it was consistent, and I think the ultimate dream would, you know, kind of see that in the NAI in, in Columbus where the stands are packed there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the Weber legend herself, Mimi. <laughs> What's up? Like again, I'm Mimi Maggard. Um, I actually didn't originally go to Weber. I actually went to Polk State for a year and I ended up quitting and Weber was kind of like my second chance because I kind of lost the love for the game a little bit. But uh, going to Weber and meeting the coach and the players and just – Kind of like, I feel like NAI is, even though it's smaller, it's more of a family. And I felt like I fit right in. I grew the love for my the game again. And, I mean, the rest is history. So, go Warriors. Go Warriors. I agree with that one all day. But we will we'll, we'll keep – we don't want to start this to be called um, Weber SB or SB or <laughs> But, uh, no, yeah, Babson Park, man, is special. And it's that, there are a lot of schools. Most schools in the NAI are like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, love to see it. So we're going to get like previews, conference previews, whatnot. We'll get into that in the coming weeks. Uh, a lot of great pre previews. Every NAI softball team is going to get an in-depth season preview. Uh, we pro we can promise that. We want to make sure that we are including all the teams in NAI, make sure we're getting as much coverage as possible, especially in the off-season, in the early season, because like we talked about, um, a little bit earlier before we started uh, recording, the cream will eventually rise. And we will get to talk about the Oklahoma cities, the Southeasterns, the Oregon Techs, and so on and so forth. But NAI is awesome. NAI has got a lot of great teams. I'm really excited to cover it. Um, we're we're going to talk a little bit about why we do love softball so much and you know what happened last year. Uh, who wants to get us started off with a couple of our favorite favorite moments from last season? Uh, I mean, I can start. So last year I was a senior, obviously, and probably one of the greatest moments was winning the Sun Conference. It was just, it was a feeling like no other, and I can't even explain it. But, um, and then going to regionals, obviously. Regionals, it was, it was, I still enjoyed it a lot, but just winning conference was, I don't know why that one was so special. I just think because I was so close all the other years, and we came in third, came in second, and we finally won it. It was just, it was a bittersweet moment, so. It's all the teams that you're used to playing, and you've created relationships with those other girls, and then when yeah. you finally do, you beat them, and you, like, you're just like, wow, it happened. That is, that is Because the same thing happened to us this year. We, um, 
we'd made it so I just finished my sophomore year and we made it to conference my freshman year as well but it just we kind of just petered out and in the postseason it, you you work hard and you work hard all year and season it catches up to you you're not able to yeah. lift like you were you're not able to run like you were your body aches but with any other sport it's exactly the same and you get to postseason and it's like you've created this bond with your teammates like no other because you're all in the same place you're all aching but yeah. when you cross the finish line like it's just pure joy and like yeah. This year, I just, we created a bond that, like, I'd never seen before. There were girls that were hitting their first home run, and the team was crying from joy for these girls. Like, they were so excited to see this person, like, hit a home run because we had pushed so hard as a team to get there, and we finally did it. Yep. I think that's something about softball, too, is just the pure emotion of it. When I was in Columbus and seeing everything, and even when I got to had time to be able to go to Weber game, Weber softball games and whatnot, it was the, the emotion that the players play with. It's it beats any other sport. I mean, it, I've played football. I've obviously covered baseball a lot, but the pure raw emotion of it, it's it's unmatched, and it, it's rarely ever anything like negative. You never really, I personally haven't seen like where it's gotten like cross the line or anything that's that has happened in a lot of other uh, sports but I do feel like softball there's something special and I think that the world the country and the world's really starting to kind of catch on hey the sport you know it's not just the female version of baseball it uh, it's taken its next step um, for me a, a moment where it all just that really clicked and everything was just like oh this is insane was the semifinals of the uh, the World Series up in Columbus. It was Oklahoma team USAO taking on the number one uh, number one overall team Mobile, and then Jacelyn, uh, Jacqueline Gray, the catcher for USAO, hits a two run shot in the bottom of the first, and the home run lights uh, there just started going crazy. The dugouts exploded. The Mobile fans are just dead silent, but the Rovers fans are just absolutely losing it, and the. And it, I looked down in the dugout and I'd never seen a reaction like that. It was just like, I think that was kind of the moment that clicked um, it all for me. But even before this, that entire world series experience, I'll just, that's something I'll, I'll hold very near and dear with me forever. Cause that completely changed my mind on what softball was, even at, you know, at the NAI level, uh, especially. And yeah, that, that, that was definitely my kind of, I guess, sliding door moment with uh, NAI softball. And with that, like, what I've seen this past year especially is, like, even with, like, other teams, we're building camaraderie. Like, we played a team four times because we have two-game series. And whenever we got to postseason, like, they were there in the stands cheering for us. Oh, wow. And they – when we would play them, like, if someone made a good play, like, it'd be like – way to go. Like, that's how you do it right there. Good job. Like giving each other high fives on the other team and like just having the sportsmanship and the ability to do that. And like, just put all the love you have in the game and being able to understand that they're playing for the same goal is something that I love to see from it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Like just example, we were playing in the world series and this girl, I think it was Erica Stalls from Southeastern made an unbelievable catch in the outfield. And of course, like we could have scored a run off of it and we could have tied the game, 
but like I couldn't feel nothing but happy for her because like you know they just did I mean if that would have been my teammate it would have been completely different you know but I'm not gonna sit here and hate on her because she made a great play on the game that I we both love yeah you just gotta tip tip your cap uh maybe can we go back to that southeastern game just for a quick <laughs> because that was that was the opening game of the world series and it was uh, uh, those who don't know, it was a 5-4, excuse me, it was, what, 4 nothing going into the bottom of the seventh or 4-1 going to the bottom? 4-1 going into the bottom of the seventh, and we came back and tied it up 4-4. Yeah, and I w- it got to the bottom, and Haley Harrell stepped up, and I was like, personally, I feel like this this may not go with it. It's just the la- it was the last name thing for me, and then, sure enough, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But so that was just like, just like, what a game. I kind of felt the same thing. It's like, dang, I really wanted Weber to win, but – that was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Nothing but happy for her. That was awesome. Yeah. And th- another thing about the softball at the NAI level is the parity and the competition. There was, what, I think one game that was decided by more than, more than two or three runs in the entire World Series. I think Mobile blew out their the first team they played like nine to one. And then after that, I don't th- – there wasn't a game out that was like, oh, this is over. And it's – no. Yeah, and it wasn't like the different teams. You could tell there's like different little things certain teams had. Like Southeastern was, and y'all too, just being from the Sun Conference, extremely good at swiping bags. And then Oklahoma, it's yeah, we got we have pitchers, and you're not going to be able to get on base to steal against against them. Uh, yeah, t- Taylor, uh, what, what about you? Now, like you are in, I guess what you would say the. Um, how do we say the top of the top conference right now? You're in that area out there in Oklahoma, OKC, city of the defending national champs. Uh, you know, just what what is softball like out there in Oklahoma? It's it's different. Like I know we've talked about it off camera, but uh, my, personally myself, like going and playing baseball my whole life, we've been around different states, and you see different kinds of different styles of play being played in different states, and you touched on it pretty well. I mean, especially with softball in Oklahoma, the pitching, the pitching's unreal. And even the offense is unreal, just all around. Uh, my favorite moments, uh, I should say it's a doubleheader, but uh, it's USAO and Oklahoma City. It's always consistently two top five programs in the country matching up, and it's a big rivalry in the conference. Uh, so this first meeting between them kind of set the stage for the entire year. Uh, so game one, obviously, uh, Emily Cerny, who is – in my mind, the greatest NAIA softball pitcher of all time. Um, and Oklahoma City ace Shelby Corlinson uh, go at it in a pitcher's duel. It's 1-1 in the bottom of the seventh, or excuse me, the top of the seventh in Chickasha, and Lexi Duff for Oklahoma City steps up and hits a two-run shot uh, to win the game 4-1. to one. And then not only did she do that, but in the doubleheader uh, in the second game, she starts on the mound. Um, OCU and USAO go back and forth once again ends up going to eight innings uh, and Lexi Duff once again singles up the middle takes the lead they score another run and then close it out make it making the uh, five to three and keeping Oklahoma City undefeated on the short season a little chill bump sir yeah I was gonna say I wasn't even in in attendance at the game but I was watching the live stream and I felt like I was in attendance because that like it was it was insane, and that's that's how the game is between those two programs. Every single time it's matched up, they ended up matching up in the conference title game, and it was a one to nothing ball game. So, I think Connor just joined. Hey, Connor, we're going to do some awesome work. Um, 
just to plug some future stuff that we'll have going into the season and with the conference previews, uh, CARP will be writing articles and whatnot. So if you're not listening to the, you don't want to listen to the podcast or whatever, for whatever reason, or if you're a big reader, big uh, read guy, big read gal, um, you can check out his articles uh, whenever we get our website up and running with that. But um, yeah, Connor, that was interesting. So I mean, I, I mean, how do we even go from there? I mean, he just came in and dropped like 10 out of 10 podcast content and just dipped. Yeah. Oh, that's it. We're done for the day. That's two minutes of the show. Um, I guess it's like one more thing I probably should have talked about before, but like, where do y'all see like, like, what's your idea? Like, where, where, 10 years from now, where would you like to see NAI softball like do y'all have like goals for what y'all see like either media wise for NAI softball or anything like that um I don't know like growing up you always see those like tents at like tournaments you know and like what I just keep picturing is like NAI softball tent like at these tournaments and I don't know if you're like allowed to do that because you know is it like promoting the NAI or something but that's like just with our gear and stuff and just like making awareness that like there is NAIA softball to these girls that are choosing what to do for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think honestly in 10 years, I think NAIA should be so popular because obviously it does come down to money at some points too, like what your school can provide for you. Um, but I do think like there should come a point in time where NAI sports, especially softball can get like, the gear and their own personal catcher's gear and the bats, like everyone gets their own bat. Like it could easily be done, you know, in 10 years, if you know, it gets popular enough. Yeah. I know like my school, like we are so lucky to have the donors that we have and like been able to get the stuff we have, yeah. but it's all, it's all through donors. And exactly. with that being, and with that being said, it's still only five t-shirts, a pair of shorts, in a travel suit that's it yeah I mean yeah let's put all the d1 like nothing against that or anything that's awesome but like I feel like there should be something in the near future or 10 years from now where we are able to spend more money on the NAI because that'll yeah that'll turn around and make kids want to go there even more as well and then it just it's like a system it just keeps flowing you know yeah. I, I think my biggest thing is like I would like to see the NAI especially I mean, I, in my personal opinion, the biggest two sports in the NAI are baseball and softball. And on the softball level especially, I think the NAI could very well be competing with the NCAA, you know, not the Oklahomas and the Texas, but, you know, the, the like Division two teams. I think if we can get to a point where we start here, and this is starting, this is literally ground zero, episode one of the podcast, and you know, do, doing it here with this, and – Hopefully this will have other people do their own thing where they're covering certain regions or something else, or maybe we even get a rival competitor, which, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, that's, this is what it is. You know, more and more, I mean, excellence breeds competition. And, you know, and if we just keep building on that, the more coverage there, there is for NAI softball, the better. And that's how it will grow. And eventually, it will get to a point where we get the whole NAI World Series on ESPN three. 
Absolutely. Instead of just the last four games and maybe like the last, the semifinals, that ends up on like an ESPN two on a national level or. Yeah. And like this, this year we saw with the D1 World Series that they had more viewers on TV than baseball did. It was proven that there were more viewers for the NA mm-hmm. or for D1 softball World Series than baseball. And it's awesome for me to see that and see all these little girls get so excited to go to the games and see the replays. And for me personally, like I don't watch softball. Like that's not what I do in my free time. Like I play softball. That's what I do. And so I wanted to watch those games. Like I was excited to watch those games. I was, I wanted to see those diving plays because that's what they can do at that level and in the world series. And if we had better coverage in NAI softball, then I would love to see people wanting to come to our games and people being in the stands and like encouraging us and seeing the coverage. Cause we have girls that make diving plays too. Yeah. Um, uh, we looked yeah. at and like you said, with the whole, like, having more viewers than the D1 baseball, obviously, like, I'm not here to take away from baseball. Baseball's so important, but no. this whole thing is giving softball the recognition it does deserve. It's not like we're not trying to take away from them, you know, we're just trying to be equal and, like, up there with them as well and, like, be known just like they are. And, like, the biggest thing everyone always says, baseball's harder than softball, whatever, what people say that to you, whatever. In my head, I don't even associate them as the same sport. They're not – they're completely different sports. Yep. Baseball has completely different rules. It's built for men, grown men, to hit a ball as far as they can hit it. And softball is for girls that are our size. And obviously, we hit softballs over the fence still, but it's it's like the same stats and ways, and they've made it equivalent to the person playing the sport. And it's not the same. Yeah, I mean, look at a baseball player. If they have six or seven home runs, I mean, in an NAI season, you know, that's it's okay. But, you know, six or seven home runs, and you're, it's looking at completely different. And that, it's not how it should be looked at it because it's not the same sport at all. You know, it's more defensive. You have to be good. You have to be a lot smarter and a lot better at base running. And in, like, baseball, like, a double play is, like, easy. Like, that's something that happens commonly – and yeah. like that's a maybe once or twice a game kind of thing. This past year, I think I made two double plays at shortstop. It's it's not common because of the distance between the bases. And then the other things come up with the face masks, like why do girls wear face masks? And it's how much closer are the girls to the ball? Because a pitcher starts at what is it, forty five, forty three feet away, but then after the stride, they're what 10 feet closer so yeah. that puts a girl that puts a girl like 35 feet away from the batter yeah they're just not comparable like there's just it's, no like it's, it's not all, the same thing it is the same use a bat use a ball use a glove but you can't compare the two to who's better and who's not you know what I mean like you can't compare them in that way no and people can always think that and I'll give them creds like it's comparable in the fact that it looks similar mm-hmm. but the speed of softball, we finish a game in max probably two hours. Yeah, we'll even have doubleheaders, really, because they'll be playing for too long. Yeah. I immediately thought about the four-hour and 45-minute Weber Georgia Gwinnett game. That was terrible. And it was yeah. – that, that, 
that happens in softball. It's like what, probably 18, 19 inning game. <laughs> yeah. And then like another thing with that is like we'll go down to Gulf Shores and we'll play six games. We'll play two, two, two. Or I think it was actually it was three, two, two. It was seven games. Yeah. And baseball can't do that. Like they don't. And how many pitchers did y'all use in that seven game stretch? Three. Exactly. Three. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. Yeah. It's not the same, but I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I love baseball. Obviously, uh, Taylor, if y'all don't know, I'll plug for Taylor. He does cover um, all baseball, but um, and we both love him. But you know, on, a, on a base level, I mean, yeah, I, I do get because, I mean, honestly, before last year, I kind of thought the same thing. On a base level, it do, they do look similar, but once you really start looking into it, no, it's not, nothing, no. But um, – yeah, I, I'm excited. Like, I think the potential for NAI softball has been, excuse me, is extremely high, and it just has not been put out there. And I think what we're doing is going to help with that. Um, I, I'm excited. Another thing, another thing that I wanted, to, I guess, in ten years is, you know, when we go to the game, the World Series in Columbus, there were good crowds, and there were electric crowds, and probably right around half capacity, maybe a little less, but you know, right around there for some of the uh, top crowds. I would like to see in the not even ten years from now, in the very near future, I want to see that son of a gun packed in Columbus or wherever. Uh, I agree completely. I want it to be like, hey, we're going to Columbus this year. The way people are like, hey, we're going to Omaha this year. Yeah, like, hey, let's go watch the NAI World Series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All it is, and the only reason that people are not, it's not the talent, it's not the excitement, because if you. Oh. There was not a bad guy. Like I said earlier, it was not a bad. If you would have went to that and you did not have a good time, you don't love sports. You simply don't love sports. And sports is not a thing for you. That's not – if sports is not your thing, then skedaddle respectfully. You know, it's just you – know, we're not in the same business. But, and yeah, you go there and you will – you will fall in love with the game. You will fall in love with the game there. And it's not just that. It's not like – oh, it's the World Series, we're going to do something different in the dugout that we haven't done before. No, it's every game, regular season, tournament, conference, regional, dugouts be lit in softball. Dugouts be lit, man. <laughs> they do. They do be lit. Um, I got a question for y'all, too. Favorite, salt, favorite dugout champ? <laughs> um. So... Uh... You go yeah, you got it. You go first, so then I got. A, I got a story. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really know. Let me give me give me a second. Let me think. Let me see them in my head and make sure. I'm okay, then I got, then I got mine. So, um, you know, softball players they get a little ornery when they're when we're around each other. So, you know, we get a little ornery in the dugout. I'll, you know, I'll I'll take blame. But um, our coach didn't love that. So this past year, Chance, like Chance got banned. Oh. We were not a we were not allowed to cheer in the dugout. Oh. So free CMU. So, hashtag free CMU. <laughs> but I mean, all respect to him. It it was some of them were a little childish. Like I'll give it to them. Like they they annoyed me. But I mean. I love doing some of them. Like, I miss – we – so the most we could do was get hyped to our walk-up songs and clapping chants. 
I want to hear the so, ones that I want to hear the ones that got y'all in trouble. It was like the little like like baby ones. Like it was it was just not like worth doing. And then so like one of them, the ball rolls in the dirt. You're like, we don't want your dirty balls. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so funny I love that one um and then like one of the like most fun ones was we had a girl on the team that went crazy my freshman year and she hit like 25 home runs or something like that so so we she did Kelly Gorman and it was we got going we're like Kelly hype me up Kelly Kelly hype me up Kelly hyped me up and then she'd hit a bomb and it'd be like yeah and she'd come around the bases and would be like Kelly hyped us up Kelly Kelly hyped us up uh, yeah no definitely I think that is one thing with girls like we we definitely get into it in the dugout you know like with it with the game being so emotional like sometimes that can get a little rough you know but I think I think some of the cheers are hard like one of my favorite ones that we would do um like if our pitcher like Kayla when Kayla would strike somebody out our oh, whole yeah. dugout like C-Y-A see ya and like I just think like all right go sit down you know because there's got to be competition you yeah. know there's got like be a on our team they got so petty about that they would get so upset <laughs> it's funny I, but if you're dishing it out you gotta get you gotta take it yeah you know I mean? yeah that's how it is like that's how Weber was like we knew we were like you know the talk of the like we said a lot of things but when they said it back to us you know we're like you know what we do it we got to accept yeah, it it's all it's all fun and games honestly and like there was I think it was Lewis and Clark or it was someone they're like I'll see you later and I was like that's a good one I'll give it to you <laughs> low-key we be stealing some cheers too <laughs> like, they're good we're like okay we're taking that to the next game yeah. Who was the team that had some good ones? I think uh, Reed Hardman. Reed Hardman had a pretty good one when we uh, when they beat us actually in the World Series. They started their whole fans were saying, "You wish you were a lion." Who? <laughs> I was like, "Dang, man! Like that hurts the soul," you know. But it was a good cheer. It was a good cheer. I remember hearing that. And I was like, low key. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> But props to them. So, one of our pitchers, her name was um, Keelan, but like our coach couldn't figure out, like, he's old. He couldn't figure out, like, how to say her name. So, he just called her Chief. And so, she dominated. Like, she was, she was good. So, our dugout every single time got a strikeout. It was one, two, three, Chief. Because, like, the Chiefs, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Taylor, did you ever have any good ones growing up playing baseball? Y'all ever have, have yeah. a chance? So once I got like once I got into college, I kind of like filled out my role as more of like a defensive first outfielder, uh, base runner. So I wasn't like a everyday starter. So a lot one of my roles was the dugout guy too, and I prided myself in trash talk. Uh, I think the best one I had. Uh, normally, we would get dugout warnings by the second inning. Uh, which I took a lot of credit for, and I was very proud of that. Um, I would have been All-American in that statistic if there was one. But I think my best one probably if there was like a, a, a guy strikes out on a ball in the dirt, like, hey, you got any threes? No, nah, go fish. 
just like the game. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah that, that one wasn't accepted by the opposing fans very well, but it is what it is. That's not even that bad. I feel like softball, <laughs> we, get, we get ornery, and I know baseball does too. So, oh, Baseball parents are incredibly more sensitive oh. than softball parents. No doubt. There's no question about it. Yeah, pissed. I mean, who was – there was a team that came from up north. It was like maybe – I'm not sure. There was some team that came and played Weber baseball, and those parents complained, I mean, damn near after every pitch. And it was like – it's like, wow. It's like it, it got really annoying. I think one point even Simpson ended up saying – or assistant AD got on him. It's like, y'all cannot do this. Like, nobody's enjoying the game. but um. Like, in my head, like, it comes down to a point, like, whatever. Like, we're giving each other crap. Like, that's going to happen. But there needs to be a point of, like, respect. So, like, as soon as we play a team and we're going at it, you know, whatever. As soon as a girl goes down for injury or anything like that, it stops immediately. Yeah. There, there should not be any more. There should be, are you okay? You slide into another girl. You cleat them on accident. You ask if they're okay. Like, that's yeah. how we play. That's how I've always been raised to play. And when other girls are like, no, I'm going in for it. Like, I I don't give a crap about this other team. I'm like, no, that's yeah. – it's not all, like – it's a game. Yeah. It's literally a game. And it's it's fun to rough out, and it's fun to get people all amped up. But when it comes down to it, like, if someone's hurting, like, it stops. Yeah. Or, like – we're going at it, but like this pitcher comes out and she was doing amazing. Like I'm gonna clap. I'm gonna clap her walking off. Like that's respectful. Mm-hmm. Like she struck me out twice. Hell yeah! Like good, good for her. Like I'll, I'll clap you off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, y'all got anything else? Um, Taylor, Madison, Amy, y'all got y'all got anything else y'all want to add on this episode? This episode, I, I feel like it's probably gonna be one of our short episodes. It's just you know, it's kind of an intro and whatnot. We'll get into more of the actually talking AI softball uh, and like the teams and whatnot, like we said earlier, later on. But um, I feel like solid, a, a pretty solid uh, pilot episode, I guess. Um, hey, I'm, I'm just really excited to do this and I can't wait. I mean, and it's just going to keep building. Like August, we're, we're going to get through August and September all around. Then it's going to get October, November. It's going to be like, oh, it's wheels starting to turn a little bit. Wheels starting to turn in December. It's going to roll around. Madison's gonna be getting ready for a season. We're gonna get ready in January. What once the calendar? I think I've never been more excited for the calendar to turn than this year for 2023. Because when it is softball season and we are doing this, I'm in the booth with baseball and softball. I think I think I, that might be my peak. That might be where I, I peak and happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I can't wait for these girls to get the coverage that we deserve and. Yeah. to get the recognition that we put as much hard work in as anybody else. Absolutely. Uh, Mimi, something you had, you had not, one, one of the first ideas that you had with, with this and listeners, please send in the suggestions for it. I am all in on doing some mic'd up if we can. Absolutely. I, I would be Hell yeah. sick. Uh, Madison, you, you, you obviously have got to get mic'd up. We, we definitely need it. <laughs> We got to do it low-key. We got to do it low-key. Coach can't know. <laughs> I just, just kind of sneak under the jersey. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Jose Altuve action. Nobody can know there's a wire underneath your jersey. 
There no one go. will know. <laughs> but I I'm a hoot and holler. I'll tell you that right now. I talk I talk all the time and no one ever hears me because I'm at shortstop, so like second base is a little too far away. Third base is just a tad too far away and then right field's out there, so I'm good. You're on your your own little island. You're your 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 own little in in the six hole, just kinda chilling. Doing your own Yep. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. I don't know. I was I never was good at baseball, so I struggle. <laughs> No, no. You should – our team at the plate is – it cracks up. Like, we got a slapper, and her – she'll, like, swing and whiff in a game. In a game, and she'll like, woo! That was a good pitch. And I'm like <laughs> – I'm like, okay, you go, girl. Like, that's how we really played this year. We'd be like, whoo, that was good. Got to give it to him. Yeah, that's literally how we played this year, too. Like, it was crazy because my past, but like I said, we kind of lost, but – just the buy-in this year of the whole team and kind of just actually having fun. Like, it took us yeah. to the world, you know? Like, it was awesome. I got and it. that's how we were when we made it to conference. Yeah. Mimi, where did the, what's the origin story of the scary calm? Or do we need to say that? <laughs> the scary calm. So, uh, so there was a team in our conference we were playing at Weber, actually. It happened before uh, postseason, and – uh, there was a team who just, they didn't really like our, our cone. At this point, it wasn't a scary cone. It was just a normal traffic cone. And we were shouting through it, you know, doing the same cheers, but through the cone. And we were kind of like shaking the cone a little bit. <laughs> and then they, uh, they complained to the umpire and their coach, you know, got on to the umpire and he was like, that cone, that cone has to go, blah, blah, blah. So then we were like, you know what, let's, since they're so scared of our cone, let's just call it a scary cone. So we drew a little mean, scary face on it. And I kid you not, it went everywhere with us from games to dinners to little party afters. Like it was so, it was just such a good time. And I think that really helped bring us together too. It was just a little trinket, you know, but it was awesome. He got more That's awesome. Us. It was hilarious. There's a team in our conference. They got a chair, Baker <laughs> University. And they bring this chair everywhere. And it's called um Nice. I um I'll just say it was after night at P and J's. Um I'll just I'll leave it at that. And uh I saw it on the side of the road and I said, That's a mighty fine cone right there. And uh now it now it's in my closet. So <laughs> I saw it the next morning, I was like, I, okay, this is a cone now. So uh, that's so I wonder how many teams have something like that because we yeah. had a cone we had a cone too but ours like it was just like a dugout cone like we had it decked out central like green stickers painted eagles everything Baker in our conference has a chair and they they have something written on the bottom that we're not supposed to know but it says fuck you and <laughs> they hold the chair up in the air. They're like, give them the chair, give them the chair, give them the chair. And they lift it upside down and it says it on the bottom. They really do. And they bring it everywhere. That's yeah, I think, they, I think it'd be like, you know, in the future, like we find out like what teams do have these little things that yeah. no one, yeah. I mean, that's just cool little stuff too about the sport. I think we have got to eventually do a top 10 list of like top 10 dugouts. Uh, <laughs> yeah that'd be sick all right um yeah absolutely that would be a very fun that would be a good off-season episode we start uh 
kind of figuring out stuff. I don't know. We have to, uh, we'll figure it out, eventually do it. Um, okay, everyone, if y'all got anything else, what y'all got? Yeah, I got to eat dinner, man. I'm hungry. Uh, I got, some, I got some <laughs> chicken and rice. I'm hungry, so I'm ready, I'm ready to go eat. Um, okay. Um, uh, I think it was a good episode. I think it was a really good first episode. This beats the hell out of the first episode of Suncast. Um, <laughs> I know that for sure. Uh, it's because I have great co-hosts this on on this one. I I, uh, I love love all of you. I love these three wonderful people. I love my other two people with us, Con Connor and Carp. Um, everyone, this is NAISB, and we're about to roll the mother freaking roof on this thing. So <laughs> let's go. Yeah. All right.